0: friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today, and we have got a great show in store. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our amazing partners, the Extraordinary Women event. Okay, so the most fun thing about the Extraordinary Women Conference on October 7th and 8th in Lynchburg, Virginia, is that I get to be there with Shonda Pierce, Shannon Bream, Margaret Feinberg, Allie Worthington, Julie Clinton, and our dude, Phil Wickham. So many amazing friends. The only thing that will make it more fun is if you join us. If you live within a few hours of Lynchburg, Virginia, or, you know, if you're due for a little road trip, grab your tickets now because I have it on good authority they will sell out. The theme of this year is Pursuing an Unfailing God. I know it's going to be so good. I can't wait. Get that group text going with your friends and make your plans so you can buy your tickets today. Tickets are only $69. If you can't join in person, the Extraordinary Women team is making it possible to attend via live stream with your church or small group for only $129. That's less than the price of two tickets. So if you choose to attend virtually, you have access to the conference for 14 days. So even if you're not able to watch it live, you'll still be able to watch it anytime over the next two weeks. With nearly 5,000 Extraordinary Women already registered, this is shaping up to be an event you will not want to miss. Again, I hope you'll join me and some of my favorite friends at the Extraordinary Women conference coming up on October 7th and 8th. To register, simply go to ewomen.net. That's E-W-O-M-E-N dot net to register. And you can, of course, find that link in the show notes if you need it. Today on the show, I get to talk with my friend, Nona Jones. You remember her from when she was with us back on episode 227. You can go back and listen if you missed her on her That Sounds Fun debut. But Nona is an international speaker, a preacher, an author, and the head of the global faith-based partnerships at Facebook. No biggie, you guys. Her latest book is called Killing Comparison. And you know, since I don't know any Annie F. Downs who ever gets hung up on comparison, you know I'm kidding. This is a topic that comes up from me too and that comes up in my friend group as we navigate life and work and friendships and it comes up in my conversations with y'all online so i know we need this one nona teaches us how to avoid the despair of comparison and pursue a joyful free life that is what we want she's wise and wonderful and funny while telling us the truth and i can't wait to share this one with you so here's my conversation with nona jones Nona Jones, welcome back to That Sounds Fun. Thank you for having me. And you're in the room. I know, I'm here. Let's go 2022, <laughs> yes. where people can be in the room Come together. On. Last time you were on the show was June of 2020. Yeah. We were in the middle of it, man. Yeah. I was were. at my house, you were at your house. <laughs> that was something.
1: But thank it's, God for technology. Like, uh, we were still able to get together, even though we were apart. <laughs> didn't we learn? I mean,
0: I feel like before 2020, we were very strict almost yes, about yes. like, hey, guests for the show have to be in the room you gotta come,
1: us. yeah. And,
0: and then it was like, you know what? <laughs> Part of that was people didn't have the technology in their own homes. That's so true. And they didn't have the quality in their own homes. And then when everyone had to do it, they are like, oh, I'm
1: going to buy a Yeti mic. And then I was like, yes, well,
0: now I can yes. have you on the show. <laughs>
1: yes. Now we can do this. Everybody knows about DSLRs. That's right. That's I right. Ring like, lights. Yes. Everybody <laughs> got a ring light. Okay, you turned 40 this summer. Yes, girl. Tell I me how 40. it was. It was amazing. So I... I was kind of like between do I want to have this big blowout with like hundreds of people or do I want to have something more intimate? And I usually go away by myself for my birthday. Like I'll just take like a solo, you know, three, four days at the beach and just think and pray. But for my 40th, I decided that I wanted to just bring like 20 of the women who represented inflection points in my life. And I wanted to bring them together and just celebrate them. So people like my favorite teacher in the sixth grade, um, Uh -uh. people like uh, professional mentors, women who encouraged me early in my career, my godmother, and women who have encouraged me in ministry. Like when I looked around the table, I'm not talking about my best friend in middle school, the girl who actually introduced me to church. Like I didn't know what church was. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. But she took me to church for the first time. So I looked around the table and I could see the arc of my life looking wow. back at me. Wow. It was it was incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a blessing.
0: What did y'all eat?
1: We had a um, brunch. So it was like <gasps> oh, pancakes yes. and like shrimp and grits and that whole thing. It was, w- it was fun.
0: What did you wear?
1: I wore this like blue and white striped Tracy Reese dress. Yes. And um, it was themed as like a tea, like a chic tea party. So I had like my fascinator, my
0: gloves. Everybody
1: showed up and they were looking so, so cute. It was fun. Yes.
0: Well, I'm thinking about your new book, Killing Comparison. (laughs) In one part, you talk about people commenting on your Instagram and I just am here to say I was not on the internet in July. (laughs) So I haven't seen any of it. I was, I did not use my phone for an entire five weeks. Good for you, girl. So, uh, So forgive me that I did not know you already that you had a tea party brunch for your 40th (laughs) but i was not on the internet um okay so what do you know at 40 that you didn't know at 39
1: oh man i think i know that people's opinions shift like the current of the sea You know, and and you can spend so much time and energy trying to ingratiate yourself to other people. And that can cause you to lose yourself. And I think... Do you mean real
0: life people or internet people? Which who are real life people? But do do you mean like, are you talking about the person who sits near you at church? Are you talking about Mm -hmm. the people who are following you on Instagram?
1: I think both because there are times when I think we kind of curate our image to please people, whether they're in front of us or whether they're on a screen. Mm. And so I think at 40... I feel so relaxed in the skin that I'm in and yeah. I don't feel like, I mean, I want people to, you know, love me and like me. I think of it's course. human, yes. but but I don't need it. And mm. that's the difference yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah. I had an interesting conversation with a friend last night at dinner where we were talking about like the Internet loves you till they don't. Oh, Yeah. And it flip on a
1: dime. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: man. And you and even like I got a DM from someone who was chirping at me and, and happy with me. And the one right above it mm-hmm. was not unhappy was. Oh, how, yeah. How happy, <laughs> how grateful, how how much this one podcast conversation changed your life. Yep. And then right below yep. it was a podcast conversation that did not make them happy. Oh, yeah. And I yep. thought. Oh man, I, I have opinions like that too. That is not—I am not a receiver. Yes. I am a giver yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I can turn on a dime about how I feel about someone too. But it is mm-hmm. fascinating. Well,
1: I—I I think I've had to learn the art of not letting praise go to my head and not letting criticism go to my heart. Wow. And that's hard. That's hard. Don't let praise go Go to to your your head. head. Don't Don't let let criticism go to your heart. Yeah. Like I've had to learn that because you will. Like I've been in that same situation to where somebody's like, Oh my gosh, this was the best book, the best sermon, the best And And then then like How dare you? Yeah, I can't believe you said And it's just like oh my gosh. And you can find yourself literally feeling like emotionally schizophrenic because it's like on the one hand, like you're like, yes, I feel so good. And then two seconds later, oh my gosh, I I did. I messed up. Uh So you got to anchor. You just got to anchor. Yes.
0: So talk to our friends who aren't married, Mm -hmm. that aren't married yet. Mm -hmm. It feels harder for me to anchor without a, person, mm-hmm. then I think it feels, some of my friends go, yeah, I mean, I was off the internet for three months and me and my husband went on a trip and yep. the kids were busy and I had, my life was flourishing. And when I put my phone away, mm-hmm. I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so talk a little bit about how we do that. We don't let comparison go to our hearts. We don't let, which one can't go to our head?
1: Yeah, you don't don't let praise go praise, to your head. Yeah. Don't let criticism your I was in looking heart. for a C. I was
0: like, <laughs> That's all right. Um, how do we do that when they're when we don't have a partner to anchor to.
1: Yeah. I think there's so much weight placed on relational status to where sometimes yeah, we you don't even it. think that we have value unless we are quote unquote booed up, Mm -hmm, right? Like mm -hmm. we have to either have a significant other or we have to be a spouse. We have to, uh, there's somebody else that essentially validates us. And so I think part of really anchoring yourself is being really clear about who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think before we get married, we don't spend enough time really understanding who we are. And I do think that's part of the reason why we have so many either divorces or breakups because it's like you finally figure out who you are and then you realize, oh, wait a minute. This person do not work for oh me no more. Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I think in, in the single state, it becomes an opportunity to really figure out, like, who am I and what yeah. do I like and what don't I like yeah. and what are my boundaries and, like, what am I willing to accept? What am I not willing to yeah. accept? And when you get to the place where it's like – so before I met my husband, it's so funny. I was talking to a few friends about this the other night. I was in a really bad relationship, a really bad relationship with a guy who <laughs> – and I just posted about this on Instagram. It's funny now. It was not funny yeah. then. But I asked him, you know how when you're dating, you ask hypothetical questions. Yeah. And I so asked him. if
0: we went on a trip to yes, yes yeah, yes, yeah.
1: And I said to him, I said, so, you know, like, if, if I was away from you for a long time, unexpectedly, like, How do you think you would feel? Would it be out of sight? Like if I was in jail. Right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. I was like, would it be out of sight, out of mind? Or would it be absence makes the heart grow fonder? Right. right? Because there's those two ways. And he literally took like a split second. And he was like, out of sight, out of mind.
0: And I was like,
1: wait. A minute. Yes. And I also there was a right answer to that question. He got it it wrong. He got it so wrong. This wasn't a real hypothetical, (laughs) my (laughs) guy. He got it so wrong. But I so appreciate his honesty because in the moment it hurt. It hurt really badly. And I even stayed in the relationship after that because I wasn't clear about who I was and Mm. what I wanted and what my boundaries are and what I was willing to accept and what I wasn't willing to accept. Right. Because I had been in repeated relationships. And so I broke away from that relationship and I took a season. To just really get before God and be Mm. like, all right, this didn't work. Help me, show me me, basically. Mm. Help me see me so I can Mm -hmm. figure out what I want. And it was shortly after that that I met my husband. And my husband is like the polar opposite of the guys that I had dated. Super stable. And he even jokes. He's like he's like, man, if I would have met you during that season, you were dating those guys, you wouldn't have wanted me because he was so wow, different. Yeah. But it wasn't until I did the work mm-hmm. to figure out who I was that I was able to figure out what I needed. And we've been married 18 years now. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: Our, I think you know him too, Jonathan Picluda, our mm-hmm. mutual friend, Jonathan, JP. Mm-hmm. He always says you're picking your problems. Ooh, so I think about my friends yes. who got married at 22 and 23. I'm like, that's not wrong for you. Mm-hmm. You pick different problems that's than I picked. That's so true. I have picked problems too. <laughs> I'm an old person who is going to partner up with another old person and we got to put together two very busy satisfied lives yes yes, right so there's a problem we're picking and then two 22 year olds Mm -hmm. are building their lives together and are figuring out who they are together Mm -hmm. and that is its own set of problems
1: the problem so I just think
0: it's so interesting to think about comparison Mm -hmm. for people who are single and married because often what we think is
1: they have it better than me. Whoever the they is, <laughs> it's single so people true. have it better, or married, married people have it better. And you're like, nah, we just <laughs> pick different problems, you guys. You know what's funny on that is, I I was talking to a friend of mine the other day because she's married. I'm married, and and we were just like some days you look at the single people and you're like man that's the life it ain't, just it ain't like, the worst listen yeah. you get up you pick up you go you don't have to like organize schedules with people you don't have to deal with attitudes and stuff but yeah. then at the end of the day the single person is like man that's the life yeah. you know because then you can build a life with somebody you can have a built in friend and all this stuff a and second s- income a sec- hey can we talk about it seriously hopefully not hopefully. always <laughs> <laughs> not always sometimes <laughs> we just have a second mouth to listen, feed I'll tell you a problem I'm
0: not picking <laughs>
1: right, there's a guy a- without a job <laughs> (laughs) 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 But I do think it's like it's that situation where it's like when we're in that state. And I think even said it's like whatsoever state you find yourself in, like you really have to learn to be content because the truth is. Everybody wants to be what you're what you are, and you may feel like you're not enough, or you may yes, think that you need something else. Yes. And there's somebody else who's like, Man, I wish I had what she had. Yes,
0: that is always true. <laughs> always. I love how you write about that in the book because you're you're so honest in this whole when even we sat down, I said, This book is so good, and I'm fascinated to talk to you about it because <laughs> you are so honest. Yeah. In this book. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you go this uh, deep into, I feel like I compare myself to, yeah. here's stories from my childhood of, yeah. with my body, mm-hmm. and here's st- stories from yesterday mm-hmm. with other authors and speakers mm-hmm. in my space. Yeah. Why
1: did you say all that? <laughs> Listen, I did it because I've read so many books about like insecurity and approval addiction. I've, I've read these books over the years, and while they were really good, after I finished reading them, I still wasn't free. Mm. Like in many many times it felt more like theological medicine. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was like I would memorize scriptures and and I would have this knowledge in my head that didn't translate to my heart. And I think yeah. the reason why it didn't translate to my heart is because it felt almost like like a sterile detached exploration of insecurity as opposed wow. to a personal journey. And wow. so I decided and let me be really clear, it was never my intention to write this book. <laughs> I just started to write (laughs) my experience and I'm a very transparent person. So if somebody asks me a question as crazy as it may be, I'll answer it, answer it truthfully. Yeah. And I felt like if I was going to tackle this topic, which so many of us are struggling with, I had to tackle it with a level of vulnerability that would help people realize you're not crazy. Yes. You're not alone. Yes. I don't care how I look on the outside like I struggle with this too and I wanted people to see that so that's
0: why I'm thinking about all of our friends who are speaking at their local church Mm -hmm. who are doing conferences that are close to where they live that are that the youth group is asking them to come and speak Mm -hmm. and they're going to look at you as super successful author Mm -hmm. and speaker and be like oh she feels the same thing when she sees those Instagram posts about big conferences Mm -hmm. where everyone else is speaking Mm -hmm. that I do yeah I mean, that is, it blew my mind. I mean, there's even a point in the book where you're, like, quoting people on Instagram. (laughs) And I was like, Michael Nona did not hold back in this book.
1: You just said it. You just said it. Yeah, because I think, man, like, I mean, if we're honest, you know, we we can put forth this front that like we've got it all together yeah. and oh I love the Lord and I love it when everybody else is successful and yes. more successful than me. But yes. that's not true. Yeah, you know. And so I want people to know, look, you're you're not alone, you're not crazy, and there is freedom. Yes. Like that, that's yes. the story that I really want people to get from this. It's yeah. like, listen, I'm on the other side of it to the point where there are things that happen that still try to trigger insecurity because yeah, I think look we're in we're in our flesh so that that's, right. that's always a part of our human condition but I've learned how to get victory over it yeah. so I'm not drowning in those feelings of inadequacy when I see somebody else winning yes. now I'm just like do you right? You know, right. I'm able to live that way. I've said a lot on here, so
0: people are not surprised. But I will say, if I feel jealous, I will share someone else's work. <laughs> that that is my move. That's I'm like it. Oh, if you got an ask that I wish I had, let me go find an yes! old post of yours and tell everybody to go read yes! it, or let me, you know, yes! or like let me post about your book. Let me pick up That's your because I'm like I will. I need to slam yes. straight into it. This feeling, this, got it. the the insecurity because the insecurity isn't about my friend. It's not. Isn't it about oh. her work or his work? It's about me, yes. so what if yeah. so? I almost want to say back to the enemy, what if what you're whispering to me actually makes me sell more books for him? Come them? on, come what on, then? come what on, then, right?
1: He has no more power. And I think social media gets blamed for causing insecurity because yeah. it does give us access to other people's highlight, highlight reels. reels, hello, yeah. the yep. fiction, yep. and it gets blamed for it. But I think while social media definitely exposes our insecurity, it's not the source mm. because. Two people can see the same post. One person can walk away like, that's amazing. And another person can walk away like, why her, not me? Yes. Right? Yes. And so I think... You're doing the exact right thing, which is let me lean into what I'm feeling yeah. and let me actually take authority over it. Yeah. So I'm not going to allow it to make me feel like I don't measure up. Instead, I'm going to recognize that this is an opportunity to flex my my muscles in yes. the area of support and celebration because yeah. that is what kills comparison. That's fun, isn't it? Yes. So, And also, your friends listening, every time Nona and I
0: share someone else's work, that doesn't necessarily her, mean. No, no, let's be <laughs> clear. but maybe it doesn't. You'll maybe never my, know. You'll never know. But you can, you can ask yourself, I wonder if Annie feels jealous yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Annie is dealing with her own insecurities today. It happens. It's a conversation I end up having a lot with women when other people get engaged and I'm in a picture with yeah. them or I'm sharing about an engagement. Mm-hmm. One of our um, teammates got engaged last year and I had so many people say back to me, how do you get excited about that? And part one, I'm like, well, I didn't want to marry him. Right, right, so right, right. She can have him. Yeah, I'm good. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's no offense. <laughs> I'm glad they found each other because <laughs> I wasn't gonna marry him. But I also thought, yeah, that is it feels really unnatural in me mm-hmm. when I see other people do that. Mm-hmm. It feels unnatural yeah. when I know I have friends who've dealt with infertility that show yep. up at baby showers anyway. Yep. And sometimes they can't. And sometimes I don't share. And I get it. Sometimes it's not about comparison. It's about heartache. Come on. So how do you know that line in yourself? How do you know... I can't go to this baby shower because I'm comparing myself versus Mm -hmm. I can't go to this baby shower because I'm hurting. How do you know the line? Well, I
1: think, first of all, that takes wisdom. And, like, I've actually had people ask me, people who, like, got a pre-read of the book. They were just like, well, what's the line? Yeah. Like, should I, you know, lean into feeling insecure? And in that example, like, should I go to the baby shower if I'm struggling? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. No. Like, that's not wise. Like, if you know that there are things that trigger you. It's just like, look. If somebody was struggling with a porn addiction, I would not say, please go to the porn shop yeah. and like walk around. I wouldn't, right. I would never do that. Right. I would say, look, you know what your trigger is. Yeah. So try to avoid it while at the same time praying about it uh-huh. and really trying to figure out what's the root. Yeah. Of it, and, and I think that's where we need to invest our energy is figuring mm. out what's the root of this. So yeah. when I was struggling with infertility, which I was for many yeah. years, I remember being invited to baby showers and going to the baby showers and putting on the fake smile and yes. going home in tears, you know, and my friends had no idea what was happening within me. Yes. But what I had to also realize is part of the reason why I was struggling is because I had secured my identity to becoming a mom because yeah. there were people in my life who were like, when are you going to have a baby? When are you going to give him a baby? And so I felt this pressure that I had to live up to this thing. And I had to realize, wait a minute this isn't healthy because it's not even so much that I want to be a mom because I want to have children. I want to be a mom because I want to matter in these people's eyes. Yes. And, and that, that's the root of insecurity. And, and that's what God really helped me to understand is like insecurity isn't about self-esteem. I think a lot of times we think, well, if I just, you know, memorize like affirmations, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. good enough, you're smart enough, yeah. I stand in the mirror and you're smart, you're good. Yeah. But it's not that. It's not about affirmations. It's not about memorizing scripture. Insecurity is a question of of what your identity is secured to. And if your identity is secured to an insecure foundation, something that is subject to other people's approval and opinions, you're going to be insecure. And so I think that's the key. And the line, I think the line between insecurity and heartache is that you have to guard your heart Mm. and you have to ask yourself, what is the root of what I'm feeling? And take a minute to really like think about it. Don't just react and say, oh, I just need to stay away from the baby shower ask yourself is is the one I'm feeling because I I want other people to approve of me mm. or is what I'm feeling because I really feel like something's wrong with me yeah. and I feel deficient and those are two different things wow.
0: Hi friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Stitch Fix. So you all know this, but we're kind of preoccupied with fun around here. I mean, the show is called That Sounds Fun. And there's a lot to that besides just enjoyment because we truly believe that when you chase fun, joy follows. It matters and there are deep residing joys, but there are also simple joys out there to be discovered. Things like new seasons and Stitch Fix, putting the joy back into getting dressed for a new season with denim and sweaters, boots, and more, all picked specifically for you by an expert stylist. Stitch Fix is the best way to discover new styles and brands just for you. Think of Stitch Fix as your style partner. Your stylist will learn about your unique tastes and collaborate with you on looks that you will love. All you have to do is answer a few questions about where you typically like to shop, what you like to wear, and your price range. And then, with your choices in mind in a wide range of sizes available from XL to 3XL, they will find find your perfect fit. They've got you covered with over a thousand brands and styles, but here's my favorite part. You get to try your pieces at home before you buy them. Just keep what you love, send back the rest, plus shipping returns and exchanges are always free. There's no subscription required. Simply order refresh as needed or set it and forget it with regular seasonal fixes. You're in control. Right now, Stitch Fix is offering my friends $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com slash that sounds fun. That's stitchfix.com slash that sounds fun for $20 off today stitchfix.com slash that sounds fun And now back to our conversation with nona Yeah, because I'm even thinking, well, my question is, is it okay if the line moves? Mm-hmm. Because I've gone to a lot of weddings, but there was one last year I was like, I can't. Yeah. I don't have it today. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. have it today. And I can go to conferences where I'm not speaking mm-hmm. and have a great time. And then sometimes I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to go because <laughs> right, I want to be up there. Right, right. I be the whole I c- time like... Right, right, like yeah. on, uh-huh. oh, yeah. and so, so is it okay if the line moves? Is it 100%. okay if I have it to give sometimes, and I don't have it to give other times? Hundred
1: percent. Okay. Yeah, and I we think, don't have to make ourselves. No, don't. And and I think, see, the the first step to getting free, first of all, the first step to getting free from toxic comparison and insecurity is. Acknowledgement. Mm. Many times we spend more time denying that we're insecure. Tell yourself the truth, then defeating it. And and so we have to confront it and just be willing to say, to your point, like, man, I can't go to this thing because I know that if I see this person up there and they're crushing it, I'm gonna be like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) so you know. But that's an opportunity to also pray and be like, all right, Lord, how. How do I make sure, because I'm going to be in these situations, Yeah. how do I make sure that I'm healthy and yeah. I'm whole yeah. and, and I don't see their success as my that's failure? Right. I don't that's see right. their win as my loss. That's right. Um, but guard yourself. Yeah, protect yourself in those seasons. Yeah, know yourself. Yeah, because also the time where your son stops being the backup quarterback and the lead quarterback,
0: mm-hmm. well, there's the next thing that you're going to want. That's it. And once that's I get it. married, someone's going to ask me when I'm having kids. Come on. And once we get that stage, someone's going to ask us about the next yep, stage. It's never going to so end. it's never.
1: So we are never satisfied. My My biggest insight across my life, so going back to your first question about what did I know at 40 that I didn't know at 39, what I learned in my 30s is that success doesn't have a period. It's only (laughs) a comma. Yes. So you achieve a thing. And then you realize, oh wait, there's more. Yeah. Like, like the more you achieve, the more you realize you haven't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you get you get to a higher level, then you see people that are even higher levels. That's right. And It's just like when you talk ends. about it, where you're like, I think I'm in the top five. You're saying right, in the book, right, right. I'm in the top five percent <laughs> of
0: Instagram <laughs> follows, and The Rock right? has something like two a hundred thousand, <laughs> hundred million more. Yeah, and so you're like, I'm not even close to on or The Rock. So
1: Nowhere. There isn't a top. No, there isn't a there top. There isn't a top. That's and it. and I think accepting that it really helps you to live a, a life that's defined by humility. Yeah. And, and I define that in the book for people because I think humility gets a bad rap. Like we think humility is about degrading ourselves and mm. thinking lowly of ourselves, mm. But no, humility is just fully occupying the lane that God has given you yes. without looking to the right that's or good. to the left to see what other people are doing in their lane. It's yep. like, I see you in your lane, yep. but I'm focused on my lane. And yep. like, I'm the only one that can do what I do in my lane. Yes. Um, Jeremiah chapter 1, 5, you know, we read this verse all the time, right? It talks about before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, yeah. like, you know, called you set you apart. But if you really stop and slow down and think about what that verse says, it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Mm-hmm. Before the sperm met the egg, yes. there was purpose and intention on us from from the point of conception and before that. So you have a lane yeah. that God has created you to fill, but you'll get distracted by what other people are doing in their lane mm-hmm. and and you get distracted by the applause and it's just like, oh, well, people are applauding for me over there, so let me go do that, yeah. but that may not be your purpose. Yeah. And then you start feeling like you don't measure up because the measuring stick you're using is somebody else.
0: Well, you tell the story, if you remember it from the book, where the first time someone said something about your appearance on oh, Instagram? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So actually, no, this was on Facebook. This was like way back in the day. you talked about a
0: thing called Black Planet. Yes. I know this. Dear everyone, I'm, <laughs> I am white. Nona is black. No, I didn't know there was a Black Planet. Was there it like um, Facebook for Black Planet?
1: Correct. People? Yeah, it was very much so like... For the culture, this was like Black Planet talking about like you know Black news and relationships, and yeah, it was really cool. It was I don't think it's still around, but it was kind of like MySpace and Facebook Uh for Black people combined. Okay, Um, but yeah, so yes, yes, it was on Facebook. But I need you to know I had to pause it that, and I was like, I did not know, (laughs) I did not know. Um, So this was back. I think I joined Facebook like a few years after it started. I didn't see the point of joining Facebook, and Which so is so funny because you are employed, kind of work for them a little yes. bit now, yeah. So it's <laughs> it's funny. Uh, but I just remember like friends were like, "Oh, you got to get on here because you know yeah. people are talking about their marriage and their jobs and all this stuff." So anyway, I joined, and this was back when we didn't have like front-facing camera phones, so yes. <laughs> you had to actually like use a camera, like uh-huh. a, a physical camera, to take a picture and like connect it to a computer with a cable and upload it. So this whole thing. So anyway, I was posting like a lot of text posts like, oh, you know, Nona is eating, um, you know, sushi today. (laughs) that, That was my thing. Right. But then one day I just decided to just upload a random picture because I was in my office working and I was like really like bored or overwhelmed or something. Yeah. So I just upload this random picture. Girl, did not take multiple pictures like we do. No filters, no nothing. Yeah. I uploaded it, and all I said was something to the effect of, like, oh, my gosh, could this work day be any crazier or something? Walked away, didn't even think about checking the post. Cause yeah. Nobody, like, I had, like, I don't know. Right. Eating sushi does get a lot of <laughs> no hits. But people started, like, liking it, and they were saying, mm. oh, my gosh, you look so pretty, and oh, I love your eyes, I love your hair, I love your sh- outfit, and all this stuff, and... It never once occurred to me that people would even remark on my appearance right. from this photo because I just took the photo to accentuate the text. Yes. But when that happened, I will never forget. There was something on the inside of me that like started to stir. Mm. And I went to bed that night and I was like, man, well, what else should I post? Like, What other pictures should I post right. that I can get people to like? But secretly, it wasn't about... Liking the post, it was about liking me. Mm. Like I began in that moment to equate attention with worth. Wow! And I think that's why so many of us are struggling with insecurity as it relates to social media is we are equating attention with worth to the point where we'll take down a post if it doesn't get enough enough quote unquote likes. Wow! You know, to a point where we'll take literally fifty pictures. And then we'll figure out what's the best one. I don't know what you're talking hey, about. Hey, I, I don't know what I'm talking about either. Don't look at my phone camera roll because oh, you listen, might see. At night when I sit down and go through and delete, I'm like, Annie, that is 19 <laughs> pictures of your actual face. I know. I know. But you got to, like, the eyes have to be the right. But anyway. Right. Yeah, like, I, in that in that moment, like, something triggered in me. And I was yeah. like, okay, I want people to like me, yeah. not necessarily just my post.
0: Yeah. I thought that was really interesting that really the genesis. Of you wrestling through mm-hmm. comparison online was not being treated unkindly, <laughs> mm-hmm. but being complimented. Correct, yeah. Because that stuff, I mm-hmm. mean, that could those are wings for me, man. I can mm-hmm. fly. Yes, when yes. that happens, and then you go, and but then if it goes to your head, that if you're allowing the good to go to your head, then you're allowing the bad to go to your heart. Yeah, and I
1: can't. I've noticed, like, what will happen is to your point, like if I make a post and you know there's there could be like a like 100 positive comments but that's yeah. like the one uh, negative one yes. the one that's the one that my mind latches onto yes. and I'm constantly ruminating yes. over it and I've gotten to the point now where I'll either do one of two things either I just delete it and move on Uh, or if the person makes a a negative comment and it's like an ignorant comment I'll just engage them like oh hey well this is what we intended blah 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 and usually just have a conversation but before girl that thing used to destroy me I would be like oh I suck the world is it's it's dark and cold and yeah you know
0: (laughs) I mean it fits in that same conversation of everybody thinks they want the thing that's right and then you get the thing and you don't realize that Mm -hmm. there is a Check you have to write. Yeah, so you you're dying for a thousand followers, but at a thousand followers, if eight of them don't like you, yep, yep, that
1: hurts. It hurts. So then when you get to a hundred thousand, and it's eighty. That don't like you? Yes. That's tough. Listen, I have some friends, and you I know you do too, who have a lot of followers. And it's kind of funny, because I'll text them. Like, I'll see them in the comments yeah. going back and forth. Yes. <laughs> people, and I'm like, this person has 20 followers. What are you doing? Right. like a and million. that is not stop. their face. They, <laughs> not their it's a picture face. of a
0: dog. <laughs> it is not their face. Their profile is Sam8425. Uh, uh, stop uh, 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 it. Stop, stop it right now. Put your phone down and go eat your uh, uh, Fettuccine yes, Alfredo. Yes, what are you doing? Yes, yes on know. your private jet while you're heading right, to your island. Okay. <laughs> okay. So talk a little bit about curating our social feed. Your book mm-hmm. is not just about social media, but it is such an important yeah. part of all of our lives, yeah. truthfully. Mm-hmm. So, because talk about unfollowing, not even just in the public way, but like, I mean, when me and a dude break up, I need you to know, <laughs> Nona, that it takes me 18 seconds to block him. Yes. And it yes. is not <laughs> yeah. about him. It's not that I don't want him seeing my life, it's that I, I need don't to not have things. the opportunity That's to it. stalk him.
1: That's so wild. And so,
0: wait. And so, there has to be these. Painful curations of our feed. Yes. So talk about how you've done that and what how Mm -hmm. that's helped you. I
1: call it you have to weed your feed. Yeah. Like literally, like like you would a garden. You know, if you want your garden to bring forth, you know, fruit and flowers, you cannot allow weeds among those things. And so if there are people that you're following who are triggering insecurity, you know, either unfollow or there's tools like you can mute, you can take a break, like you just have to use those tools to your advantage. So slow to unfollow people. There's two reasons I think. The first is if we know them, like we're afraid that they're going to be like, "Oh, you unfollowed me, so we're not friends anymore," because we know they know. Listen, and it happens, which is why I suggest if you feel like that person may lash out and you still want to be friends with them, you may want to just preemptively reach out and say, hey, just so you know, this is nothing personal to you. I'm taking a break from a few people that I'm following because I'm really trying to focus on my spiritual development. And usually people will understand and girl, if they don't understand... That's the answer right said, there. That, yeah. Unfollow, block, delete. We're good. Right. Um, I mean, but, I'm
0: such a muter when I'm trying to finish a book and yes. the rest of y'all are finishing books. I'm always like, I love you. No, not mute. I love you, Jenny Allen. Mute. I love because I'm like, I cannot see y'all finishing books when I can't finish mine that I'm working on.
1: It's the truth, though. But you do. I mean, I think you have to use those tools to your advantage. And yeah, just unfollow, like unfollow people. Like I use the phrase in the book, you have to guard your eyes to guard your heart. Yeah. You know, be very careful what you see, what you see. you watch. And let me tell you this. I think we have to realize that what people post often is not real. I cannot mm. tell you how many times I I know people who are like held up as hashtag couple goals yeah. who are on the brink of divorce in real life. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's it's one of those... That's th- why we're always shocked when yeah. we find out about something. Well, they looked fine. They looked, but that's the thing. They looked fine and yeah. you, you hold them up like, gosh, yeah. why can't my marriage be like this? Or yep. why can't I have her body? Girl, she doesn't have her body.
0: Man, did you see that clip from, it was from one of the morning shows where they were talking about a celebrity who's had a bunch of surgeries Mm -hmm. and the woman said I don't have a problem with this celebrity I have a problem that she's saying I can do that if I drink this listen listen when they've had yeah it's just like tell the
1: truth please tell the truth tell the truth tell the truth and shame the devil yeah Yeah, I I don't know how we got to this place that we think that perfection is real it's not (laughs) right every time I see a so-called perfect post what I know is there's probably like a hundred like pictures behind that post and chances are very good that there was an argument involved there (laughs) Right. And I, I so I look at it. I'm like, look, everybody posts the day they got the new car. Nobody posts the day it was repossessed. Yeah. Right. Wow. And so I know people who like I was like, oh, my gosh, look at what this great thing that happened in their mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And then I come to find out that actually like they lost the house or yeah. they, the, the relationship dissolved yeah. or, and they never posted about it. Yeah. And so I think you do have to just guard your eyes to guard your heart. And, yeah, weed your feed. So tell me how to not get my feelings hurt when people
0: unfollow me. Because <laughs> put us in the other seat when we're the one yeah. that someone has weeded their feed and it's yeah. me or mm-hmm. it's any of our friends listening that they go suddenly like, wait, mm-hmm. my neighbor doesn't comment anymore. And then you go and look at your neighbor and you're like, oh, she doesn't follow me
1: anymore. Yeah. So how do we not get offended? Let me tell you how I do it. Uh, Number one, I don't pay attention to who does and doesn't follow me. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually don't even go through my follower list. The only thing that I do... Well, when it goes from 25 to 24. Well, there you is, know. I mean... <laughs> that's a different, you know. When you know. Yeah. Um, but what I, tem- what I tend to do is I'll, I'll respond to people's comments. Yeah. Because I love to just engage with people. Yeah, you do great at that. Um, But if people, like, unfollow me, chances are I won't know. Because I yeah. just, I literally don't pay attention. So even yeah. if I see it go down. And, like, I just, I think now I'm at, like, 79... Point some, You know how that's like the point. So it was like yeah. 79.6 or something. Yeah. But then it went down to like 79.5. It's the worst. <laughs> when you're when you're hovering between like 79 up, and down, 80. Up, down, oh god. It's up, the worst. And I, um, I I just I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna focus on that yeah. because people change their minds. Sometimes yeah. I've had people follow, unfollow, follow, unfollow, follow, unfollow. So I'm like, that's okay. But yeah, just don't place your heart yeah. in that. And frankly, look, if somebody unfollowed you and they never said anything to you, yeah. That's that's kind of a sign yeah. of the state of the relationship because yeah. if somebody unfollows you and you're a friend and they don't even say why, right. then it's kind of like... Mm. And I think, I mean,
0: do you agree that there's permission to say hey this may sound so silly of course i noticed that you i had a friend do it who said yeah you don't, i don't ever see you watching my stories anymore <laughs> is there something i was like oh my gosh let me tell you everything <laughs> right i right, muted right, every right, right. story for Lent, <laughs> and so i'm not watching stories i'm so sorry i, I just didn't tell you that i'm doing stories so for So
1: mature like yeah, like that, yeah, yes so I like so too. doing that and just like getting clarity she didn't write a story in her head of like uh-oh no. annie hates my life she no was like, get
0: clarity and, and her lead with i'm I'm kind of embarrassed to say this yeah but you don't watch my stories I was like, oh, my gosh, please let me clear up everything that's right such,
1: now. That's such a good model. And, yeah. and, like, here's the thing. If I care enough, I will absolutely do that. If, yeah. if I happen to notice, then yes. I'll definitely yes. ask, yes. like, hey, did I do something? Like, what's going yes. on? Um, I think that's totally fine. One of my yeah. coworkers today, we were talking about a mutual friend we
0: have, and I said, I'm trying to help, but she's not responding. And she was like, you know it's not about you, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And I was
0: like, "Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's where it gets messy because you're like, is this about is yep. this a them problem or a me problem?" Yep. Yep. And when you're not responding, I can't f- sort it out. Yep. So so and she just said, "It's hard, isn't it? You just have to kind of sit in this." And I was like, "Well, that you are not well, being helpful, but you reach. I mean, she's being very helpful, but you know, I'm like, "You are hurting my my ego." <laughs> here's here's the other thing I've
1: learned. No response is a response. Yeah. That's you know? right. No response is a response. No, that's I, not us telling people to ghost people they're No, dating. don't ghost. Don't ghost. Don't Be do Be a grown it. up. I've also learned, though, like, I got to take people where they are. Like, yeah. I, have, I have people, some people, and it's so funny how this works. Uh, they'll text me, I'll text them back. They'll text me, I'll text them back. Yep. And then, like, I won't hear from them. Yeah. And I... Don't follow up because I'm just like, you know, the same phone that you're on Instagram with is the same phone you're on text with. Oh, I think that. Listen, I know people are thinking about (laughs) me.
0: They're like, oh, you have plenty of time to story. So, but you also have 14 (laughs) texts unanswered, AFD. So, yeah, I know. It's true. It's finding that balance, right? Of like allowing our friends to be humans. Yes. And. Yeah. And being respectful yeah, of each other. I'll just move on. And and I don't take, go. Yeah.
1: I've learned how to not take things personally, yeah. like to yeah. the point where I'm just like, look, what you do is because of you and what yeah. you have going on. And yeah. I'm going to, I don't assume either. Like some people say assume positive intent. I don't assume positive intent or negative intent. Yeah. I just take it for what it is. Yes. I'm like, okay, well, if you want to respond, you will. And if you don't, right. You right, right. I think assuming and writing stories in our heads is like one of the most oh, dangerous Lord. things. it's so toxic.
0: Or like, well, I bet the reason they didn't text back about being right, on the right. podcast. Because like, that time... You I don't know why. <laughs> Stop. We don't have any idea why. You know, it, it makes me, <laughs> it's it so sends true. me. It yes. sends me when people make assumptions. Hey friends, just interrupting one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Awana. I love connecting y'all who are parents or who have mini BFFs in your life like me to resources that bring fun into your lives and that help take the pressure off of the spiritual conversations a little bit. I mean, that's why we created the mini BFF book club and the mini BFF podcast. Another fantastic resource is Talk About the new family devotional tool from Awana. It helps you lead your kids in conversations about the gospel, Prayer, worry, forgiveness, and more—with the truth of God's word. With all that's competing for your kids' attention, it is good to have resources you can trust. Talk About helps you keep the influence of the gospel front and center through daily faith conversations at home, in the car, or wherever you spend time with your kids. Talk About is delivered digitally to your inbox each week, and it includes a simple yet thorough conversation guide to share Scripture with your family. Weekly hands-on activities to apply God's word to everyday life with your kids. All week long, and bonus materials, including coloring pages, memory verses, parent prep videos, playlists, and more. Help your kids belong to, believe in, and become lifelong resilient disciples of Christ today with Talk About. My friends get to try one free month with the promo code TSF at TalkAboutDiscipleship.com. Again, that promo code is TSF at TalkAboutDiscipleship.com. And now back to finish up our conversation with Nona Jones. I mean so it's not only our social media feeds mm-hmm. because there are probably some of our friends listening who are like yeah I deleted Facebook and I'm never going back or <laughs> yeah. yeah, I deleted Instagram and I'm done and and so but it is when we're sitting in the stands at a football game mm-hmm. Or it's when we're at our, I mean, you talk about the book, you make this list, and you're like, my cousin is the center, not your Mm -hmm. particular cousin, but my cousin's the center of attention, again, Mm -hmm. at family Christmas. Mm -hmm. So when it is our non-online life Mm -hmm. that we need to kill the comparison, but we have to stay in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. What do we do? Is it doubling down on being for them? Is it walking away and sitting at a different table at Christmas? Like,
1: what's the move? I think it depends on the ultimate goal. Uh. And so for some of us... You know, some people are just toxic. Like there are some people who make it a point to throw their success in your face. Like yeah. they make it a point to try to be very clear that they are so-called better than you. That is toxic. That is not good. I don't think that we have any requirement to try to like you know massage that relationship and make it work. Man, do you do
0: that too, though? Because there are times where I say something, I'm like, "Why would you say? It? Who cares? <laughs> Nobody. no, no,
1: Annie, you're you're toxic, Annie.
0: <laughs> you're the problem. But so I but, catch it,
1: in me too. But you You care enough. There are some people. I stop sometimes. Listen, there are some people that just keep going and going because their motive, like literally they're they're so insecure that their motive is to put the other person down. But I think if you find yourself in a situation where this person is just repeatedly like putting you down, you do want to create distance because they're not safe. Yeah, Like, that's not a safe person. And so there's that. But then there are other people who, like, they're successful, but they're also humble. And, you know, just because they're successful, that's triggering. And so then it becomes an opportunity to do some self-exploration, to be like, man... So they're not rubbing this in my face like they actually do appreciate my right. friendship. So what's going on with me? What's in me? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then the, like, they just showed
0: up at the baby shower. Yeah. They didn't do anything. No, <laughs> but they, I'm full of feelings. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think that's when we get an opportunity
1: uh, to learn and to grow ourselves. So it's Is it harder those. for women than men? You know, I don't know, but I do know it's very hard for men because men also have that added layer where they can't express emotion. Yeah. So, like with us, you know, look, if, if something happens and I don't like it, I can be very clear that yeah. I don't like it with a man. He has to kind of suck it up like, oh, you know, it's right. no big deal. I'm just kind right. of rolling off my shoulders. And so there's this this like concentration of insecurity within men yeah. that gets covered with like this thin veneer of bravado. Wow. It's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't care. I'm good. Yeah. Um. So I think that men do have it as well thinking about raising your boys, so many of our friends listening
0: are raising people. And how do you raise young men Mm
1: -hmm. to not let comparison drive them? Ooh, girl, this is the million dollar question. And so what's interesting is writing this book while simultaneously raising my two sons who are 9 and 12 and my 12 year old especially is dealing with a ton of you know insecurity and peer pressure and and all of that and so I have conversations with him 12 man it's could we just skip from 10 to 14 that is tough I mean I remember middle middle school being a challenge but now it's just like ruthless (laughs) it's different different. so I have a lot of conversations with him just about identity yeah, and like who are you and like is what this person said, is it true? Yeah. Like, is it true? So as an example, my, my son, like, he loves basketball. He yeah. plays basketball. And um, his teammates can be ruthless in calling him, you know, trash if he misses a, mm. a, a, a shot. If if he doesn't perform well, they'll yeah. say, oh, you suck and all that. Right. And so I ask him, I say, okay, is what they say true? And, of course, his first response is no. And I say, okay, did you miss the shot? Yes. okay what can you learn from that? Yeah. Because the truth is, and I always talk about like Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. Yeah. I'm like, you know, if somebody called them trash, they're not going to get angry. You know why? <laughs> because it's not true. That's right. They make more shots <laughs> right? Than they miss. They're just, just kind of like, hey, yeah. do you bro? Right. Like, that's what you think? Right. Cool. Right. So I tell him like, look, learn to separate what is true from what is toxic. and if you can do that you will grow and so he's been doing that to the point where if he misses a bunch of shots and they're calling him names he's like you know what I did miss these shots let me work on my skills yeah yeah. and once you perform better then there's there's nothing more for them to say now people right. will still talk out of jealousy and envy that's just yeah. how people are yeah. but I've been really trying to lean him in that direction it's yeah. like look separate the truth from the toxicity yeah. what can you learn from it how do you grow from it and yeah. then who are you fundamentally yeah. yeah and I would imagine as the person who isn't raising kids at the table <laughs> I would
0: imagine how you talk about your friends and how you mm-hmm. talk about your comparison issues yeah. just like the way we talk about our bodies affects our children For sure. the way we talk about our comparisons probably affects our kids too right yeah, yeah. even if, if it's a workplace thing or a neighborhood thing or a school thing
1: oh yeah and I'm I'm very like honest with my sons so my sons they've both traveled with me when yeah. I've spoken in places and so they, they they're so funny because they'll, they'll see me like speaking like these large events and they're just like oh mom you're famous and I'm just like actually it's more infamous like you would <laughs> you would be shocked how not famous I am when but, everybody says that to me I'm like look
0: around do you right? see all these people <laughs> at this small. they are not bothered
1: <laughs> i not bothered. Taylor Swift. <laughs> They're not bothering at I'm all. I'm getting to walk wherever listen, I want to walk. Listen. We are fine. Um, and I try to tell them, I'm like, just because there's a platform, that doesn't mean that like I've got it all together, mm. right? And mm-hmm. so there's there's a point where my boys have seen. It's like, look, I have to, lear- I have had to, learn to like, wow. I've had to learn how to yield. Like I've had to learn how to. So people will ask me all the time, like, do you get nervous before you speak? And I'm like, not really, because. I'm not up there like performing like I'm not trying to move the audience like I I'm just like look these people invited me to speak I guess they think I have something worth saying so I'm gonna say it and hopefully it works out and so I don't have the pressure and I try to tell my boys when you see me up there it's not that I'm up there trying to make people like me it's that I'm just up there because they've invited me to speak and so I don't have this identity crisis if I don't get a standing ovation it's just like look I did my best so what are you gonna do yeah (laughs) Christine Kane said one time
0: maybe from a Stage and I just heard it she said their invitation is your permission there it is yeah. and so I take that in everything yeah. on stages yes. and on dates come on in friendship I'm like hey they invited me to show yes. up I'm I, I, the permission I've been given is to show up as me that's it that's and so it. and so, to even teaching your boys that like hey if that teacher invited you to the front of the class that's your permission that's to show up yeah mm-hmm. that, they made the invitation yep yeah I love that when you think about this book coming out tomorrow I mean, Mm -hmm. it is like... (laughs) <laughs> people get to write reviews. So yes. all of a sudden, this thing about killing comparison gets released into a world that yeah. gets to compare your yes, book yes. with every other book that's ever existed, yeah, including your own. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> right? it's so that's true. the kick in the pants is when people come up to me and like, I love that book of yours eight books ago. Right, I'm like, right,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. listen. Which <laughs> I love your first book. Right, right. So, the,
0: so even <laughs> your own work will be put up against your yeah. work. Yeah. So what are you telling yourself now after you've written this that you didn't know to tell yourself? when
1: your second book came out. Cuz this well, is number 3, right? This is number 3. Yeah. yeah. Um I think I don't have so I have expectation that this book will go where it's intended to go. Yeah. I don't necessarily have expectation that it's going to like break records and do all this stuff yeah, yeah. in May. I don't know. Sure. But I think. Open to it. We're open hey, to it. Hey, <laughs> Lord, hey, I will not turn you it do down. It. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you that's know? right. But that that means that I'm able to enjoy the experience. I think mm. with my previous books, because I released two books in 2020. Yes, you did. Huh. Never again. I was so consumed with the process and the numbers and all this. Yeah. and that I didn't get to enjoy it. And now, like, I just enjoy it. Like, I love this. Talking about it, talking with people about it, carrying the message. um, It's a different experience. Yeah. It's a totally different experience. That's
0: I mean, that feels like... uh, Another author and I were just talking about this a couple of nights ago of... We Every book we write, all we can't go back and judge them because yeah. you're like, no, I knew. I know Annie was doing the best she could on that right, season right. of her life. Right. And that's a good book from her. Mm-hmm. Would I write it different and better now? Like, yeah, because I've been writing for X amount of years. Yes. So it just it's exciting for me that Killing Comparison comes out tomorrow because now all the rest of your books will be informed by this. Yes,
1: girl. Right? And 100%. I'm just scared
0: you're gonna keep telling this truth that messes me up like you did in this <laughs> one. <laughs> I need you to pump the brakes, Nona Jones. Oh, gosh. I just need it. And even just sitting here with you is why we tried to be, do a live show with you and it didn't work out in your schedule or my yep. we had things mess up we should have done this live yes, in front of an audience we will do so it again amazing. we'll do it again if we get to tour the podcast
1: again i'm believing it's going to happen because i uh, definitely was looking forward to that oh my gosh i was like so no one going to show up to in that, a great girl outfit. and thank you for your grace like, uh, i appreciate you no, for and accommodating. me we had to we tried to move and yeah. yeah
0: we had to move the date and you had life things and yeah. so well it was not grace it was just disappointment <laughs> that we didn't get to be in the same place mm. but then we do this i'm like Oh, we got to do this
1: yes! live. We got to do this live at some point. Um, okay. Is there anything we didn't say about the book that you want to make sure we say? Uh, I think one thing, and I'm not going to like tease it, but okay. I, or I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I will say that one of the stories I tell in the book is about a certain procedure that I had dude. that I think people will enjoy reading about, and it has to do with enhancing one's backside, Yes, and I think they will enjoy the story. It is. It is a shocking story,
0: and your response to how it all went down. Yes, it is worth the read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and, and I appreciated. Again, I won't spoil it either. But I appreciated. That you heard
1: God and didn't listen. Listen, I was like yeah, sorry some right. of us we
0: just need to we need to hear stories. I need to know that I'm not the only one yeah. who can sense the Holy Spirit and yeah. get a push and not pay attention to it like, every nope, time.
1: This is what I'm gonna do because this is what I want to do and I know best. You yeah. Know, I know best. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I just I appreciated that about that yeah. story. But I was like, oh no, that's, that's what I'm telling you. You just tell the <laughs> truth. You tell the truth. Well, I can't wait for people to get to read it yes. and and get it in their hands. The last question we always ask. Mm-hmm. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you.
1: Oh, my gosh, girl. Right now, I just want to be on a beach yeah. with a book.
0: I mean, y'all live so close to the beach. Does well, it not we're about, very much? Two okay. about two
1: hours two away. About two hours away. But I just want to be on the beach with a book and just the gentle breeze. Like that yeah. is the funnest yeah. for me right now. Are you
0: reading anything you love right now?
1: I actually just finished a book called Radical Candor. Radical Candor. I haven't heard of it yet. Yeah. So it's about essentially how to lead with both compassion and candor as a manager. Yeah. Powerful book. That, and I also just finished um, A.W. Tozer's The Pursuit of God. Oh, yeah. Um, Just... So That's good. what you read on the beach? Yes. No, no. <laughs> I'm always reading two books at a time, but yeah. Really? Like a, it's always two at a time? Always two. Yeah. I try to read, so I try to read at least one book a week, but it's been two books because I do one in the morning, which yeah. is usually my devotional book. Yep. And then in the evening, I go to sleep with like a leadership book or a management book or something like that. Dude. So yeah. There's not
0: like a novel? You don't like you lay know, by the beach? I might do a novel on the
1: beach. I might. I but might. mostly leadership. And... Leadership and spirituality. I know. <laughs> and I, listen, okay, if you want to get super boring... <laughs> You're I st- not boring. Well, I started Don't to read judge this book. your fun. You're not allowed to judge your fun around here. <laughs> I started to read this book called Things Deeply Hidden. Yeah. And it's essentially about like metaphysics and yeah. um, other world theory. And yeah, so we can just stop there.
0: Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm all for I love that there are people, not you or I, who have put their lives <laughs> to researching weird stuff. Yes. And I get to decide if I believe yes. them or not. Yes. Fine. Yes. Put so your good. life toward researching Bigfoot. I'm interested. Love it. I will read your book. I don't know that I'll agree with you, but I'll read your book. Final question. Spirituality books, books that yeah. you're reading that are helping you grow your faith. Have you had one in the last year that was like, y'all got to get this in your hands? Oh,
1: Killing Kryptonite by John Bevere is great. Oh, um, anything Bevere. Anything Bevere. Put Bevere, Bevere on the end of it like, and we're going to read it. Without yeah, without rival. Like, I mean, they're they're just so incredible. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've actually read Killing K- Kryptonite two or three times Killing this year. Killing Kryptonite. Just because there were some things I was personally struggling with that yeah. I really needed to like lean into. Yeah. But that was an incredible book. Um, yeah. As well as, uh, again, John Bevere, The Bait of Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like totally that in the can't. Get you, yeah. God. Yeah, the bait of Satan. Yeah. May so, I never be. Woof. maybe we I don't know. I don't know I need I to I
0: read it. I, I need to read it come out here. Um, no, no, thanks for doing this today. Oh, I'm thank so you. I'm so glad honey. to be your friend. What an honor. I'm really grateful. <laughs> oh, you guys, don't you love her? So honest, so straightforward. What a gift. I just think the world of her. Y'all be sure to grab a copy of Killing Comparison. Follow Nona on social media so you can tell her thanks for being on the show. And if you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is going on a walk. I know I've said that a lot, but it is still really true. My knee is better I am out there stomping and praying. So I want to go on a walk today. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you back here on Thursday with the fascinating, y'all, Scent Marshall. She's unbelievable. She is the CEO of the Dallas Mavericks. What? Okay, y'all are going to love her, love her story. We'll see you on Thursday.